What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Get an inside look at Hollywood with Michael Rosenbaum. Let's get inside of my buddy, Kumal Nanjiani. When you talk about Eternals and it wasn't the response that you were hoping, how did that affect you? Marvel thought that we'd be going on a wave of raves, you know, and it wasn't true. The reviews were really bad. And you were aware of it while you were on tour? Yeah, I was too aware of it. And so very intentionally, I did start counseling. Emily says that I do have trauma from it. Inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum. Wherever you listen. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm a comedian. In my 20s, I wasn't, like, in a company. And I don't know, like, how marketing, sales. Yeah, you're a brand. You're a company. Yeah. and Like Jay-Z says, I'm a businessman. Yeah. Yeah. To that. Remind me not to quote any hip-hop lyrics again. That was just a big miss. When you first said it, I'm like, yeah, he's a businessman. Yeah, I nailed it at the end. I pulled it together. It just took me a minute. The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Let's get into season four, episode three, Facade. People get picked on. I got picked on. But Scabby Abby, Scabby, the whole school yeah, just hurt me. I felt like it wasn't real. If I may, I want to defend the storytellers. The people who created the show wanted you to feel like these people were the worst people ever. They pretty much said the whole school of Smallville High are bad people. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Good morning, Birmingham. It is Dixon and Vining Talk, 99.5 Talk, 99.5.com. Thanks a heap and helping for hanging around with us this morning. Dixon and Vining, start of 13 hours of live and local programming that you get each and every day here, Monday through Friday, on Talk 99.5 and Talk99.5.com. Starts with us, of course. Yes, it does. Moves on to uh, Dale Jackson and then the line with Andrew McLean. And obviously Leland Live comes shortly after that. And then uh, you got Breaking Red with the Chump Father. By the way, his son just picked up. Um, he's moved on to semifinals in state competition so for wrestling. Yeah. yeah, I've been seeing some of the pictures and video he's been putting out. Congratulations. Marley is killing it out there. Good job. Good job. Chub. Little Chubb, we'll call him. <laughs> he's not really he's, that he's a little. Pretty, he's a big guy. He's, a, he's, he's doing great guy. in wrestling. He's a good-sized yeah. individual. 49 degrees right now, headed for a high of 65, 66 tomorrow. It is going to be significantly cooler. They say it won't even touch 50. We'll see if that is, in fact, what happens. Okie dokie. Um, we have got to uh, pause for a moment and make mention of the passing of uh, a guy that I would consider a colleague. We certainly ran in the same circles, and that would be uh, Scott Richards yeah, over there. At, he used to be with Fox 6, of for course. For years. Yeah. yeah. He, he was sort of the gold standard. Every city, if you've only ever lived in Birmingham your entire life, you don't know, but every city has got that one station that everyone tunes to, and a lot of it hinges on that main anchor. And I grew up in Minneapolis. There was a guy. Everybody watched him. Everyone else was second place. Everyone else was like, oh, you watch that other guy? No, this is the dude. Everybody knows it. And, and that's who, uh, uh, you know, 
That's Scott who he was. was. Yeah. I mean, Scott Scott was absolutely the gold standard in Birmingham. You think about that Fox 6 dream team back in his day. You had Scott Richards, Janet Hall, mm -hmm. later Andrea Lindenberg stepping in there. You had on sports Rick Carley and on weather Mickey, uh, not Mickey Ferguson, he was the morning guy. Uh, you had um, uh, James Spann, mm -hmm. who later moved over to ABC 3340. But that was, I mean, you, you were not going to come up with a, a more impressive team than that. And, and the longevity, too. Scott Richards, 1981, he started yeah. at Fox 6 and went all the way to 2014. And you that can is do that. Rare. Yeah, you can. But you can do that. Man, if that you're is good, impressive. You could do that. A lot yeah. of guys use Birmingham as a stepping stone, but others decide that this is where they're going to park it and this is going to be their career. And Scott Richards was one of those guys. He was, by all accounts, a consummate professional. He Absolutely. passed away yesterday after a medical emergency. Or Wednesday we, night, I Wednesday think it night, was. Yeah. We Wednesday don't know night. exactly what happened there, but we do know that uh, you know he was an amazing individual that I think a lot of people in this city grew up watching. Mm -hmm. And um, as I mentioned to Valerie earlier, the most important thing was every time I ran across him, he remembered my name. I think because maybe Richard is in his name. It could Scott be that he remembered. Oh, that's the guy who's got <laughs> my last name. name is his first name. <laughs> that's the association. And his last name is <laughs> never mind. Anyway, you know the the other thing is too. You think about the they were talking about the number of newscasts that he did eighteen thousand plus, Jeez. and then he went over when he retired. CBS forty two picked him up, yeah. kind of as a uh, consultant, and they would shoot at him for a while. And you know, just it's so sad. I mean, and he wasn't he wasn't that old. He was in his seventies. You know, his early seventy four. I think he was yeah. when he passed away. But some type of sudden medical emergency is what they said Wednesday night. And Scott Richards gone from us, and and you know, wow, you talk, you're right. He he was one of the best of the best we've ever had in this market. Yeah, I think everybody who is in uh, television news now that that came through that era kind of goes like, I want to be him when I mm -hmm. grow up. That's yeah. what I'm aiming for. I mean, you know, hey, one of the other reporters that was there during his era was Leland Whaley. He was mm -hmm. one. Uh, you might know him as Lee. Lee Whaley, that's what they called him at the time. But he was the kind of the guy who was out on the street. He was doing the on-the-street reporting. Andrea came up through those ranks as well. Uh, the morning show was Rick Journey. Mike Royer for a while was doing mornings over there as well. So, I mean, all these people, we run in the same circle. So the, the handful of times that I ran across Scott while he was working at Fox 6 is because we were at an event where a lot of media was invited for one reason or another. It may have been that we were answering phones for a telethon or, you know, he was set up at a Fox 6 table, meet Scott Richards, the uh, anchor of Fox 6 News, whatever. Um, and, and we were there broadcasting live or whatever it may be. But, yeah, we, we would uh, we'd run across each other once or twice a year there for a while. And then uh, and then he up and retired on us. Mm -hmm. There comes a point where you're like, okay, I'm ready to do this in not, 2014. Not for me, of course. <laughs> but uh, when, when you mean ready to do this, you mean financially ready, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm here yeah, forever. Yeah, some of that is in there as well. I'm here forever. <laughs> There's no getting away from it. All right, we will uh, we'll um, uh, pay more tribute to him a little bit later in the show, but right now we got to dive into this thing right here. And now it's Dixon and Vining's top three things you need to know today. The Alabama House approved a plan for lottery, casinos, sports betting, all that good stuff uh, yesterday. This is something <laughs> that would involve a, um, a constitutional amendment mm -hmm. because that's how we stupidly do things in Alabama. You have to have a constitutional amendment in order to actually have gambling. And uh, and, and this, 
maybe the wisest thing that they could do, because a lot of times in the past when it comes to these gambling bills, they have tried to dot every I, cross every T. Here's how it's going to work. Here's what we'll allow. Here's the kind of gambling. Here's the kind of lottery. Here's the et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's all written out in the bill. Here they just went, we're going to have a gambling commission that di- decides that stuff. Okay, I like that. You know, we're not trying to we're not trying to micromanage this in the bill. We're saying we're going to put together a commission that then makes all of the decisions about what's okay and what's not okay. So it gets through the house. It did. Does yeah. it does it go anywhere in the Senate? We'll see. Yeah, and if it does get through the Senate, then of course then voters have to vote on the legislation and I think I think you know that if it gets to that, I think Alabamians are ready for it. I, everybody's been screaming especially about the lottery. Yeah. I'll be interested to see because you might remember that when uh, Don Siegelman managed to, to get elected and put his lottery bill up, you know, people say he got elected based on his we're going to have a lottery and then when the lottery bill showed up, People voted it down, mm-hmm. and they voted it down because it was poorly constructed. No question about yeah. that. Yeah, and sports betting too. I think there's, you know, oh that, that all over the country that's happening, and yeah, a, a couple of these things really do. That needs the, to happen. The gambling, the casino gets a little complicated because yeah. of the, you know, uh, there's just a lot. You got influence from Mississippi yeah. and the casinos there, and people don't really want us to have the casino stuff going on. There's even a so. third uh, entity coming into play here, and that is. Uh, a gambling thing on the uh, on the ballot would bring out more Democrats, and that might change the number of voters who show up in the second congressional district, which is now the other potentially black district. And Republicans are like, well, we don't want that because we want our guy to win. And so if, if you bring out more Democrats, there's a better chance that the Democrat is going to win, and that's not right. So they may try to keep this thing off the ballot this time, too. This might be our best chance to get this passed. If you if don't have faith in your like... electorate to come out and vote for your guy, then you've got problems, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. Let's be honest well, here. We'll just hold our breath and see what happens because it can mm. go either way. Yesterday uh, and a little bit the day before, um, <laughs> we got this hair on fire screaming, running around like nobody's business in the House talking about how Russia has a troubling, emerging anti-satellite weapon. Oh, my God, this is a nightmare. Look at what's going on out here. Ah! And America collectively went, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we really did. Did, yeah. did you hear anybody really losing I, their minds I, over this? I did not. I think there was an outlet or two that was kind of pushing this whole narrative like the Trying sky, very hard. Yeah, the sky yeah. is on fire, and you're like, wait a minute. You know, this is, uh, are you saying that they have already an anti-satellite weapon? And, and you know, we learned well, this is something they've been talking about for four decades, you know, yeah. that they're going to have this, you know, anti-satellite and they don't even have it yet it's just being discussed and and by the way the suggestion that we're not working on the same thing as we are trust me of course we we may already have it up there as far as i know and and i think you know this is the we're all sort of jaded by the look over here not over here oh look at this not at this and this is the latest oh my god you should be excited about this and i think america's going I'm still excited about the price of eggs being too high. That's what's really pestering me right now. You want to work on that? We'll talk about the satellites later. Crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And two Kansas City Chiefs uh, juveniles, the shooting suspects involved in that parade, juveniles who were having a, quote, personal dispute, end quote. I don't know whether you know this or not, kids. That doesn't make any difference on whether or not you get charged with murder. Nope. Yep. Because you've killed a woman, uh, leaving behind a husband and two children, 
and you have injured multiple other people, including a whole lot of kids. Just as, you know, why, take your argument somewhere else. Let these people have a good time and enjoy the parade and let the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, let's have a good time. In the middle of the day, Kansas City at this event, you guys decide to have an argument and somebody's brought an assault weapon. Uh-huh. Really? So you are planning to to potentially pull this weapon and fire it in the midst of all of these people in this crowd. I think you're going to see relatively shortly that a lot of the press is going to drop this. A lot of the left stream media is going to act like this didn't exist because it doesn't fit the narrative of the white lone gunman shooter with the AR-15 that they love to sell. What this really is is inner city crime rearing its ugly head at a very inopportune moment in the middle of a chief's victory parade. And I, like I said yesterday, I guarantee you're going to find this is not the first trouble this kid or these kids have been in with the law. I guarantee they're going to find out, oh, yeah, they've been picked up on a number of things, starting with shoplifting and working their way up to uh, assault, Yeah, maybe misdemeanor assault. Uh, so, you know, I just shake my head at the entire thing and say, well, they should be tried as adults. You're going to do the adult crime. You get to do the adult time. Amen. Congratulations. Yeah, you need to go away forever and not come back out anytime soon. Uh, it is 717. Dixon and Vining hanging out with you here on this lovely Friday. Your thoughts are always welcome. 545-9950. Feel free to text us. Tell us what's going on inside your head. We'll be back in mere moments. Love, love, love seals. Lukewarm on Crofts. Um, 722 Dixon of Vining. Talk 995.com. Talk I read an article about uh, seals and Crofts uh, touring the country and they decided it would be a good idea if they rode motorcycles. So they bought completely tricked out touring Harleys to drive across the country. Of course, all their equipment is in a van. You know, they don't they don't need to do anything. They're, usually you travel in a bus, but these guys were they were young and they were excited. They were like, ah, we're going to do bikes. this on motorcycles. Yeah. They clearly did not stop to think about how bad and cold and windy sometimes and it rainy. can be. Mm-hmm. At one point. They finally had to just park one, just left one motorcycle by the side of the interstate, and they rode together on one motorcycle, and they would go like, each one would go 10 miles driving. The other one would huddle behind him as a windbreak to try to stay warm. Like, what happened to the other motorcycle? We don't know. It just, it's gone now. <laughs> like, somebody just drove off with it or took it or Gee. whatever. I guess it must be nice to make the kind of money where you could just leave a $12,000 bike by the side of the road and... uh at least it was 12000 back then. But, yeah, good, good attempt, guys. Mm-hmm. We nice appreciate effort. the effort. They finally just gave, gave up, up on it and got in the truck. Reminds me of the, the guy that left here, and I can't remember his name now, where he left on a sea-doo, yeah. made his way, you know, all the way down to the coast, and then from there was going to go to the Keys and back. And yeah. I was like, there is no way. There is no in way. In the International Waterway, you could probably go a long way, but I don't. I would. that would wear me out, man. I think he made it to the Keys and then had somebody come get him. Oh, the, the vibration alone would be like, that's it for me. I can, no way. Thanks, I mean, everybody. Even, even riding you know, along the coast, Ooh. if you hung... A, mm. Tight to the coast. Yeah, that's rough. It really is. I've been on. I've been on Ooh. a sea dew on those waves. You know, give me a sea dew on a lake, but out on the uh, in the ocean, mm. it's 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 kind of it can be brutal. Speaking of boats, let's talk about Rodney's Marine and how wonderful they are. Oh my goodness! Rodney's has got the twenty twenty fours, and even though it's warm as heck today, sixty six for a high, and next week getting into the seventies. 
Uh, you're still getting wintertime pricing on these things, the Silver Wave and the StarCraft pontoons and tritunes, the uh, bass boats, the bay boats, the aluminum craft, uh, also Suzuki powered by XL, uh, and, of course, all the accessories that they have available there. Uh, right there on Highway 231 in beautiful Cropwell on Lake Logan Martin. Yeah, and I think you just nailed it. These are these are prices on the 2024s. Folks, when spring gets here, Rodney's going to be selling so many boats, uh, and, of course, maybe not at the prices that you can get them now. I would, I would get in the car today or tomorrow. It's really a good time, and go visit him out on Lake Logan Martin in Cropwell on Highway 231. Take a look at the selection of boats that he has. He's got some beautiful boats, Suzuki-powered engines. Maybe you have a boat and you want a bigger engine, a more powerful engine. Get it at Rodney's Marine in that Suzuki Power. The five-year complete motor protection guarantee. Rodney's a great guy. He knows everything about boats. He's got the guys that work on the boats, too. So if you need repairs, boom, you got it all there together at Rodney's Marine. Go see him today. Rodney'sMarine.com, 525-1500. Because one day was not enough. It is 725, by the way. Uh, and this is Dixon Avani. Because one day was not enough, Fanny Willis going to take the stand again today in her own defense Amid claims of an improper affair, I, I yesterday Oof. yesterday was sensational all the way around. Oh, you know what I've discovered yesterday? I follow a shocking number of black women on X. I did not know this. Basically, people come across my feed and they go, "Do you want to follow this person back?" And I'm like, "Sure," and I just click, "Yeah, sure, I'll follow." I have no idea who many of them are, but yesterday looking at X. One post after another, after another, after another, after another from African-American females, all with the same basic tone, which is, this chick is setting us back a 100 years. Uh. She gets on the stage with her attitude, and she uh, she uh, she takes the stand, talking ghetto, and they're just like, oh, my God, this is embarrassing for every black female in America right now. And I was like, Okay, so it's not just me. Like the, the, you, you think that too? Gotcha. I was horrified by her behavior. Oh, I, thought, I was too, and I thought the judge was as well. And at some point, I would have. I thought the judge was going to step in and hold her in contempt. He did at say, one point say, off. "Look, you're going to answer the questions. This whole dancing around stuff. Yeah, that's not going to happen." But at one point, you know, uh, I believe it was the defense uh, uh, lawyer who who was acting on offense. I know that can be very confusing, but the defense lawyer said, Your Honor, permission to treat this as a hostile witness. And, and Fanny said, well, I'm not hostile. I don't know why you're calling me hostile. It's like, do you honestly not know what a hostile witness is in a courtroom situation? Do you really not know that? Or are you just playing at being stupid? Because it doesn't look good either way. Mm-hmm. She, uh, yeah, she she behaved in a way I never thought that a DA or somebody with, you know, the background that she has an attorney would act, that she would know better. And she didn't. She showed her... She showed her took us yesterday, and I'm like, I can't believe you're behaving this way Ugh. in a courtroom. Talking the the money thing was just fascinating. You're like, well, I have thousands of dollars wherever I lay my head. Well, I was like, well, it sounds like you have a lot of places that you yeah. put your head down. Where is that? You have a house. You have a condo. You're making. All, you're taking all these trips, and and just more or less told everybody, oh yeah, I've, I've always got lots of cash, thousands of dollars in my house. Uh, really? Now Nathan Wade would not admit that. He's like. Why would I do that? Somebody's going to break into my home and steal my money. Okay, so so, so what did you do with the money that she gave you? Because you don't seem to have any deposit receipts. None. No withdrawals, no deposits. For those of you that are just catching up, they took a bunch of trips. They took 
Six trips in five months. And these were to places like Belize, the Bahamas, mm-hmm. okay, Nassau. Nice, super nice, very expensive resort-type places that ain't cheap. No. And Nathan Wade paid for all of them on a company credit card in many cases. And uh, she claimed, well, I paid him back for all of that. Uh-huh. This is, by the way, while he's married to somebody else. Uh-huh. You, you, by the way, Fanny Willis, <laughs> you don't get to try to take the high road on the stand. You've been having an affair with a guy you know is married. You're not the good guy here, no matter how you attempt to slice it. So anyway, she says, oh, yeah, I paid him back. Well, do you have any receipts? Can you show the canceled checks? No, no, no I paid him back in cash. You paid him back in cash. Well, then, Nathan Wade, you must have some deposit receipts or something where you put this money in the bank. Nope. No, I don't have any of that. Okay, that right there is enough for any judge (laughs) to look at and go, clearly you're not being honest. He paid for all the trips. You never paid him back. This is clearly an improper relationship. We have to, no, this thing implodes. we got to put a new DA in in charge. And she got all fancy saying that he drank wine. She drinks Grey Goose. Yeah. And that they rode sea dues and they did all of these things. And so she paid him back in cash because Mm -hmm. they did all these lavish things. Right. They talked about, you know, the food that they ate. And I'm like... Wow, you're you 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 are fancified, and you paid him back in cash. At one point, she said, "Well, it's not like I paid a lot. It's not like twenty thousand dollars. I never paid him more than twenty five hundred dollars at a time." And I'm like, "You have twenty five hundred dollars in cash laying around, and you can't produce a bank slip where you took that out or a bank record right. that shows where you withdrew that." Where'd you get the money, Fanny? Where did you get the money? And just like that, every man in America fell in love with Shania Twain. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 735 Dixon Divining Talk, 99.5 Talk, 99.5.com. Thanks for uh, tuning in, hanging out with us. For, uh, this really is a beautiful day. It's going to be cloudy short, but that is what contributes to the 65, 66 degree high. You understand the uh, heat comes down, gets trapped, no escape. It trapped. It's yeah. trapped. Yes. It can't get out. I like it. We're holding the heat hostage. Could, could, could we keep it trapped all we the can, way through tomorrow? <laughs> unfortunately, no. Yeah. The heat will manage to escape tomorrow despite mm-hmm. our demands. We've made demands. We got a picture of the heat with today's newspaper showing that it is still alive and well, but it is somehow going to get out of here and then uh, and then hopefully comes back and visits uh, next week because Stockholm Syndrome. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's been held hostage for a while now. It's going to grow to like us, and then it will come back next week, and we'll be in the 70s. I'm lo- I mean, this is amazing weather. Oh, the man. warm temperatures. Yeah. Come on, March. Let's keep it warm. You know what's really going to tick me off is if we get into the middle of summer, and it's like 68 today. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's how it was. Hold on. Six months ago. This ain't right. Amazing. Um, you know, we talk about uh, different ways to sell a used vehicle. This is what I'd like for you to do today. Just uh, get in touch with Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker and have that initial conversation with them. Like, you know, I I don't want to hassle with selling my used car. I know you guys do this every single day and uh, talk about the price of that vehicle. You might be really pleasantly surprised that these guys can get you more money for your vehicle than if you sold it yourself and definitely if you tried trading it in because that shell game is no fun to play. Birmingham Broker is all about making sure that you get the money you deserve from your used car without any of the hassle. If you don't want to hassle with cleaning up the car and making sure it stays shiny and pretty and the phone number that you want to put out there and that sort of thing, don't hassle with that. Let Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker, locally owned and operated business, they've been doing this for a long time, sold my car very quickly. 
uh, go see them. 2224 4th Avenue South in downtown Birmingham or online. You can find out more about them and get in touch with them that way as well. Behambroker.com. 738 with Dixon and Vining. And boy, it's about time. One Peanuts character is getting his own spinoff special. Well, that's exciting. Yep. You want to guess which one it is? You know already. I know. Okay. Well, well you know, if you think about all the characters in Peanuts, Snoopy's already had his own little special. Yeah. And really, he's and probably... Charlie Brown has had Charlie his Brown deal. Is, everyone not, is about Charlie. Yeah, right. And his loserdom. Mm-hmm. Lost a thousand checker games in a row at one point. Charlie, God bless him. Bless his little heart, Charlie Brown. Uh, if I were to say, oh, I would like to see... Here's what I would like to see. I would like to see more about, I'm going to say, Linus. Linus fascinates me because he's interested in a lot of different things and he's involved in, you know, he's he's just, he's a deep thinker. He's philosophical. Deep. I thoughts. like that about yes. him. But it's not Linus. Mm-hmm. It's not Linus. Not Linus. It's not Lucy. Mm-hmm. Lucy, who's a fuss budget, not getting a special. Oh, she's yeah? not going to be happy about that. Peppermint Patty, mm-hmm. not getting a special. We're running out of characters. I here, believe Richard. they're saving her for LGBTQ plus month. I could be wrong. So what is yeah. that, June? Are you making yeah. that up? No, I think it's Pride Month. I think that's when they're gonna break her out. <laughs> it's gotta be one of them, huh? How about Franklin? Franklin Frank his own Flint special. Is getting his own special on Apple Plus TV. It only took oh, let me see. How long is it from nineteen sixty eight to now? Ooh. Um Seeing as I was born that year, I kind of have an idea. Uh-huh. 55 years. 55 years, finally Franklin gets his own special. Franklin was introduced after a school teacher wrote to Charles Schultz, who famously did not take suggestions from people, by the way. Everybody had an idea about what he should do with the characters and the comic strip and so on and so forth. Charles Schultz, if you've never read it, there's a great biography on him called Schultz. It's unmistakable. Yellow cover, Charlie Brown's classic squiggle on the front, and it's in his signature style on the comic strip, Schultz. Um, It's a long book, but it's absolutely worth it. It gives you a lot of insight into the man. And after reading it, he's a true Midwesterner. Like, I knew this guy. I knew him inside and out. I didn't get five or six chapters in. I was like, oh, so this is every adult I ever knew. Gotcha. Um, But Franklin came about when a school teacher wrote to Charles Schultz and said, in the wake of the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr., maybe you should introduce an African-American character because you don't have any of those. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the world is changing. It might be time to, you know. And Schultz thought about it for a while, rejected it immediately out of hand like he always does, and then later began thinking, that's probably not a bad idea. And eventually, within that year, did in fact manage to create Franklin it started with um, uh, Charlie Brown at the beach on vacation in summer, and his beach ball got away from him, and Franklin brought it back. And that was the very first introduction of an African-American major cartoon character in a major comic strip. Uh, the thing that made that special is even in 1968, when you think we would have been a little more alert, a lot of beaches in America were still segregated. This is a whites-only beach. The black people are down there in the rocky area, you know? So to have these two playing on the same beach was a nice way of being like, hey, we're all together, we're all in this. And so they actually recreate that in this special, from what I understand. And then uh, Charlie and Franklin end up getting into a soapbox derby race, and they build a, like any 
friendship. Apparently, they have challenges that they have to overcome, and et cetera, et cetera, and eventually. And they actually address the the ping pong table conundrum that you <laughs> see in uh, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, where they stick Franklin alone on one side of the table, and everybody's like, "What the hell's that all about?" <laughs> They actually address that and invite him over to their side of the table at some big victory party or something like that. Nate. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, I would love to see this. Well, I have it's Apple Plus. Apple, you can come over and watch it. Apple Plus? Yeah. And when is it coming out? Uh, hold on a, a second. You're actually asking me to come Sorry, up with a date? I got a, What need, kind of game I are you? I need a date. How about today? Richard? Today? Today. All right. Today's the day. This does beg the question, though. If you had your choice of any let's say, side character in a cartoon or a comic strip that you would like to see get a special. Hmm. Just, you know, like one of the also-rans, one of the other players that you could kind of scoot off to the side and say, well, let's let's find out more about this guy or girl. It'd be is, Tweet, is Tweety there, Bird. You want to know more about I want Tweety to know Bird? about Tweety Bird. I feel like Tweety Bird is the star of that show, <laughs> yeah, isn't that's, he? That's the cat, isn't it? Yeah. You think Sylvester? Sylvester well, is the, he's in the, is the he's lead. in the board. There's Sylvester and right. Tweety. I want to know where Granny goes when she leaves. Oh yeah. Every time she leaves, there's something there's going shenanigans on. Shenanigans going on in the I'm house. Feeling like Granny's going to a Fifty Shades of Grey party or something. That'd maybe be weird. She, maybe she's just going to the bar to drink. That's also a possibility. I mean, I, if I had Sylvester and Tweety in my house, I'd be drinking all the time. So you you want to know Granny? I'd be liquored up. You would. I. <laughs> Uh, yeah, actually, there's there's a lot, you know, obviously, when you talk about Looney Tunes, there have been a ton of them, but they've done a pretty good job of break, you know, look, we know about Daffy, we know about Porky, we know about Bugs, we, we have a good idea about Elmer Fudd, mm-hmm. uh, Foghorn, Leghorn, and the dog that he combats with on a regular basis, so I would have to go outside of that and get into one of the other realms, one of the other cartoon worlds I think if you were to look at Scooby-Doo. Who's there? I, I think I need to know more about Scrappy. How did he become the annoyance that he is? <laughs> Scrappy? Give me a Scrappy-Doo special. I was in the same area with you. I was going Scooby-Doo, and I was sitting there thinking about all the different characters and how we kind of got – we got to know, obviously, Scooby, and we got to know Shaggy because they were the best friends. Like Zoinks. Fred was kind of the leader of the whole thing. Velma was the brains. What the hell was Daphne doing? Daphne. Can we get a yeah. backstory on Daphne? Well, I, would like I, I to think know we might not want to go there. <laughs> I think Daphne's kind I of a risk girl. I think there could be something there. We what all are you go, suggesting? Oh! It isn't Daphne. You're suggesting That's that what da- I thought. Daphne was a little on I mean, the loose side? Is, is that what is you're she saying? she a little bit more than the eye candy? You know, hey, we need some good-looking girl just to kind of throw something up there. Uh, yeah. Did Did she have a catchphrase? I, honestly, I don't remember. Because I, rem- uh, I I know that Jinkies, right? That was, uh, that was Velma. That was Velma. Zoinks was, of course, Scooby. Yep. Fred was, I believe, Oy Vey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, he had Scooby. Um, yeah, other than that, maybe, I don't know. Let's find out about Dino's private life in the, in the Flintstones. Oh, there you go. Let's do a little uh, National Geographic follow Dino around. I'd like to know why, in the first episode of the Flintstones, Dino talked. And then suddenly he didn't anymore. That's a good question. I mean, good lord, they're 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 garbage disposal talks, right? <laughs> and, and it's usually something like after you've fed a whole bunch of garbage into him, it's some little dinosaur that sits under the sink. You after you shovel a bunch of garbage into him, he he looks at the camera, mugs, and goes, "Eh, it's a living." And that's all you know about that guy. Mm-hmm. Let's follow the garbage disposal for a while. What does he do? Does he go home? 
At the, at the end of the day, it's or like that is home. That could be it. How was today, honey? Same old garbage. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's a good thought. Who else? And his wife says, eh, it's a living. That's where he got it. He stole the catchphrase. Mm -hmm. 746, <laughs> Kamala Harris is speaking in Germany right now. I don't want to no, know. No, no, I don't know. I don't want to know. Let's not do it. it <laughs> oh, no. Y'all, we won't do that to you. No. She's she's like a threat to actually do a Nazi salute. I see oh, this a lot oh, no, no, no. in documentaries. <laughs> do you people still do this? No, don't do it, Richard. I hear this is what oh. you want. All right, not this Friday, today. Next Friday mm -hmm. at the BJCC Convention Center, the Birmingham RV Show is here. This RV show is featuring the very latest makes and models of motorhomes, fifth wheels, travel trailers, all from top manufacturers. You can check out factory rebates. They got incentives. How about financing available on-site loan approval? Right there. You could say, I love this trailer. I want to buy this trailer. Go talk to the loan guy. Signature. Boom. Out. Love it. Come on. You can also register to win a free Wolf Pup travel trailer they're giving away. And Marvel superhero Spider-Man will be there. Imagine Spider-Man taking time out of his busy day, saving New York City to come to our RV show. I mean, come on. That's very impressive. That is uh, Friday, February 23rd through Sunday, the 25th, BJCC Convention Center. Find out more at rvsupershows.com. 752. Good morning, everyone. Dixon and Vining with you on a Friday, wrapping up the end of this week. Weather not too bad today. Some clouds out there, so we're not going to have that bright sunshine. But the temperature's going to be pretty nice, getting near 70 degrees. We'll take that. It's a good day, too. It's actually a good week. The next uh, seven, eight days, take advantage of the President's Day sale that's going on right now at Lanius Furniture through the 24th. And here's the deal. If you need a new mattress, this is where you want to go to get that new mattress. Stop laying in the bed that's giving you the back pains. You know that is a saggy mattress. If you're laying in it and you're waking up in the morning, you're like, oh, my gosh, my back and my body is killing me. It is time for a new mattress. Why not take advantage of this? Up to $800 off Stearns and Foster mattresses at Lanius Furniture in Kimberly. Uh, go take advantage of not only this sale, but some of the other things they have going on as well. $100 off for every $1,000 spent on furniture. Beautiful things for your home, living room furniture, bedroom furniture, mattresses, as I mentioned. Uh, they have other mattresses as well uh, beyond Stearns and Foster. You can go up there and check it out for yourself. Lay down on the mattress if you like, too. Uh, Reggie and the gang, they've got no problem with that. Go test them out. There's a lot to pick from. And, of course, the sale that is going on. Up to 48 months financing on mattresses. Lanius Furniture, check out their beautiful new showroom in Kimberly and visit their website, laniusfurniturecompany.com. It is Dixon of Vining 755. Thanks for tuning in. Talk 99.5 and talk99.5.com. You'll find us here every weekday morning. Rachel Dolezal, name from the past. Remember her? Hmm? Anybody? Mm. Mm. Anybody? I was mm. trying to forget her. Mm. Mm. Rachel Dolezal was the woman who grew up 100% uh, white, lily white, so white she's clear, mm -hmm. literally from a Nordic background. She underwent some sort of skin pigmentation work. I mean, it could just be as something as simple as spray tan. I don't know. And then somehow ended up in charge of the NAACP in Washington State until she was outed. Somebody finally was like, uh, hey, this woman grew up with me. She white. And they were like, what? Yeah. 
And then she tried to say, well, but 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 I feel like I'm black. And everyone said, that works with the man-woman thing. But the black-white thing, not so much. <laughs> well, I, you you yeah. can't identify as that. Tell, somebody tell can't. that to Sean King because yeah. he's still doing it, you know. <laughs> right. That guy's lily white as well. Oh, my dad was black. Uh, yeah, well, prove it. Uh, we'll have to see him. We'll have to meet him. Nothing. Anyway, this Montana-born white woman changed her name to Enkichi Diallo, which, by the way, does not make her any blacker. <laughs> no, but she's hoping it would. Nkichi Diallo was working at a $19 an hour job as an after-school instructor at the Catalina Foothills United School District in Tucson, Arizona, when somebody, a local news station, discovered that she had an OnlyFans page. The very thought that somebody was actually paying to look at this woman on an OnlyFans page disturbs me to no end. You know, it takes all kinds to make the world go round, Richard. Some kinds There's... we could do without, Valerie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Richard. I'm thinking those are the kinds. Mm -hmm. Anyway, they, they let her go. The school district was like, yeah, I'm sorry, this is no good. Then OnlyFans said, oh, we didn't know you were on. No, 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 I'm just kidding. I don't know whether they did that or not. They should, but they won't. Uh, OnlyFans said you can stay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, she's probably making more money off of OnlyFans than probably she was at a $19 so. an hour job anyway. But mm -hmm. uh, just the, the ridiculousness of it. First off, my favorite thing about the story is that when she was outed as a white woman, her first instinct was to deny. Yeah. No, I'm not. I don't know what you're talking about. That's not true at all. And then somebody broke out the photos. Here she is at 6. Here she is at 10. Here she is at 14. And it was like white, her. white, white, very white, super white, soullessly white. She gets the hair kinky. She she, she considers herself transracial. Yeah, there's no such thing. Trans So we're just making up oh, yeah. words now. Well, you know, uh, um one of those on-the-street guys, and I can't remember who it was, made the rounds and was asking people, especially on college campuses, okay, if I identified as a woman, would that be okay? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So could I identify as a Chinese woman? Oh, well, no. Where, why Morgan. are you drawing the line there? Was that, Piers, that was Piers Morgan. Where's the line? <laughs> Hello? Why not? And, and, why? This, and this was repeatedly the situation, and, and people were like, well, I don't know. It just that's just not right. So it's perfectly okay because I think your race is every bit as embedded in you as your sex or your sex is every bit as embedded in you as your race. You weren't assigned a race at birth mm -mm. any more than you were assigned a gender at birth. You either have two X chromosomes or you got XY or you're Megan Rapino and you got XYY. I'm not sure. But uh <laughs> But no, I the the, the people who fall into the hermaphrodite category are very, very few and far between. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that when you start supporting that whole thought process, you're really only doing harm rather than saying, oh, okay, you, you think you're something other than what you are? In the case of Rachel Dolezal, she's Lily White. I think I'm black. We need to get you into some counseling. So science doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't. Well, you're supposed to trust the science, Valerie, no. except where this is concerned. Right. Trust the science on global climate change. Uh -huh. Trust the science on COVID. <laughs> and that when I say this science, I mean our science. Mm -hmm. And But when it comes to the whole what sex you are, what race you yeah, are, we, any, that we stuff. we throw that out. Yeah, there's no science. That's crazy. Stop being silly. You're just being anti-Rachel Dolezal at this point, whatever she is. Transracial. Yeah. She's transracial, she's Richard. She's transracial. That's what she says. Yeah.
They All asked right. her, by the way, for this particular article for, uh, I guess, yeah, it was a, it was in the AP. They asked her for a comment, and she said, uh, listen, I got something to do. I'll be white black. Anyway. Wow. What? Really? Was that not good? No. Hmm. <laughs> I thought you were slurring your words. A little daffy there. So did we. Right back. Wow. <laughs> this is, you know. We're in Looney Tune here, y'all. Really, we are. Uh, you just of say Looney you're transracial, yeah, that's and you are. You just are whatever you're you want to be. Transgender. Oh, yeah. I, I, I haven't gone through any surgeries, but I got all my parts. But I'm, I'm transgender. I'm not because just I, black. I feel this way. I'm also seven feet tall, and I'm suing the NBA for not giving me a starting position with the Pistons. I'm 23. I'm seven feet tall, and I'm black. I want some answers as to why I'm not starting for the Pistons right now. <laughs> Somebody owes me some reparations. Get an inside look at Hollywood with Michael Rosenbaum. Let's get inside of my buddy, Kamal Nanjiani. When you talk about Eternals and it wasn't the response that you were hoping, how did that affect you? Marvel thought that we'd be going on a wave of raves, you know, and it wasn't true. The reviews were really bad. And you were aware of it while you were on tour? Yeah, I was too aware of it. And so very intentionally, I did start counseling. Emily says that I do have trauma from it. Inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum. Wherever you listen. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm a comedian. In my 20s, I wasn't, like, in a company. And I don't know, like, how marketing, sales. Yeah, you're a brand. You're a company. Yeah. and Like Jay-Z says, I'm a businessman. Yeah. Yeah. To that. Remind me not to quote any hip-hop lyrics again. That was just a big miss. <laughs> when you first said it, I'm like, yeah, he's a businessman. Yeah, I nailed it at the end. I pulled it together. It just took me a minute. The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. Get an inside look at Hollywood with Michael Rosenbaum. Let's get inside of my buddy, Kamal Nanjiani. When you talk about Eternals and it wasn't the response that you were hoping, how did that affect you? Marvel thought that we'd be going on a wave of raves, you know, and it wasn't true. The reviews were really bad. And you were aware of it while you were on tour? Yeah, I was too aware of it. And so very intentionally, I did start counseling. Emily says that I do have trauma from it. Inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum, wherever you listen. Afford Anything is a podcast that teaches you how to be smart with your money. As a small business, you don't have the resources to pay the level of overhead and for the level of services that a Fortune 500 company could afford. So I certainly understand why, if you want to offer benefits, the providers of that, that that fee is going to be higher because there's more account management per employee. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen.